podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide life-saving equipment to first responders. We make our subs differently because our subs make a difference. Like our Italian sub, piled high with Genoa salami, pepperoni, and Virginia honey ham. Or our Firehouse Meatball Sub with zesty marinara, both with melted provolone and Italian seasoning. Your choice, just $6.99 each for a medium and only for a limited time at Firehouse Subs. Tap the banner now to start your order. It's the start of your post-match here on the Blue Room. Uh, I'm waiting for Dave Downey for a while, so I thought I'd start this in the ground. Uh, as you can hear, I want to give people a little taste of the atmosphere at full-time. It's absolutely bouncing today. Um, the Blues, so much better. So comprehensively better than Leeds, completely outplayed Leeds. As you can hear, there's new songs going off everywhere about Delhi Alley. And just, yeah, everything was just so much better than we've seen for so long today. Um, the atmosphere was absolutely boss from the start. People with flags, you know, supporters looking to, to get behind the team from the beginning. Great to see all that happening. And that the players fed off in those first 20 minutes were just unbelievable. The way in which the team got around, got about the pitch, uh, put tackles in, midfield pair, setting the tempo brilliantly, Van der Beek and Alan. And uh, it just went off from there, really. And like I said, Everton were comprehensively better than Leeds. And even even games at the start of the season when we were getting points and coming away with you know, good draws here and there, I don't think in any of those matches Everton were really so much better than the opposition as they were today. Now, Leeds have got defensive issues and injuries, but, but so have Everton. And Everton completely put them to the sword today. It could have been more in the end. Just... A really encouraging day. Um, and yeah, I'll be way out to Goodison Park now. Hopefully, we won't be waiting too long for Dave, but um, just a boss atmosphere. Uh, and I thought I'd start the podcast by giving everybody a bit of a taste of it. Um, next up uh, is be a bit more serene sounds of Dave Downey's car. We'll be back with you in a sec. Out to the frying pan of the Gladys Street there, and into the, like I said, the relative serenity. Of Dave Downey's car. Just me and you today, mate. After that as well. You know, all season we've had so many people on moaning about everything and the Blues absolutely smashed it today and it's just the two of us. Hey, mate, nearly, pretty much nearly bang on 10 years of doing the Blue Room and how often I used to say this uh, when I was doing radio phone-ins and stuff like that, that when your team wins, hardly anyone wants to have a chat about it. <laughs> when your team loses, everyone wants to have a chat about it. And um, today seems no different by it's the fact that it's just me and you. Yeah. The good old blue room sitting in, a, <laughs> sitting in my car as everyone walks out of uh, Gladys Street. Um, but yeah, I mean, boy, did we need that. In, it, not even go as far as saying incredible performance, but it was a performance worthy of what we want to see. And um, I think the first thing to talk about, Matt's not to do what was actually on the pitch, it's what was off the yeah. pitch. And um, I applaud in every single man, woman, and child that got involved with what we've seen on Twitter. Um, in, in getting as much as so put everything you've got inside you to get through your throat and out onto that pitch mm. happened today. I thought everyone was superb. Um, I I've said this many times. I sit by quite a lot of older fans around by me, even those guys up on their feet shouting yeah. as loud as they could. Um, you know, people giving everything they had for this football club. Um, and for once, and I re- extremely doubted this, as we said in the preview, um, as we said on one of the weekly shows. I I was really worried about Leeds, but we 
we beat them at everything they were good at. Yeah. And and that was the key to winning this game today. Um and yeah, I think to every single one of them for once. I, I mean when's the last time you've been able to say this, but every player on that pitch in an Everton shirt wanted to win for Everton. They wanted to win for the people who were shouting for them on the sidelines. And do you know something? This might get might be getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but when you see players and fans in sync, there's not much better than that area that we've just come out of, Matt. Yeah. The, when it happens, it's it, it must be a quite intimidating sight. Even for Leeds, who are a football club that's famous for its atmospheres at Elland Road and its fans. I mean, it's a fair play to their fans. He sung all the way till the end. And that is amazing. I think that's brilliant when you see football fans doing that in this day and age when we're all paying so much to go to football matches and watch them. They've watched their team not perform well. Well, beaten by a much better side today, I think every single one of them. The diehards would say that today. Um, and we went and did that. And, you know, there's the formula. And I said to a guy who's sitting alongside me who travels down here and back all the way from the northeast to watch Everton, I said to him, do you know what? It, it doesn't it do your head in that this has always been the formula that sorts something out in here, and it's not that it's, it's not, not difficult. It's all, not complicated it? yeah. at all. Do you know what I mean? I'll put that answer. I'll put We're not looking at him. How difficult this is to do. You just want effort. You just want pure effort. And I don't know if you've seen a couple of times when Pickford was getting the ball from behind the stand, eh, from behind the the goal. He come back out and he was patting the badge and all that sort of yeah. thing. Things that he's done in the past, but things that he's done when it didn't feel like it meant much, this felt like it meant something today. And, yeah, it was it was a fabulous game to attend at Goodison Park. Did I think I'd be saying those words anytime <laughs> soon in the last, what, six months or so under Rafa Benitez? Absolutely not. And I absolutely applaud Frank Lampard as well. I thought his team, I was, I, I was gobsmacked when I saw Awobi. That's the best game Alex Wobie's ever had in an Everton shirt today. Mm-hmm. By an absolute mile. He was everywhere. He put his foot down. He, he just tried to win the ball back when he didn't have it. When he did have it, he's looking to link with Calvert-Lewin. It was great to see. Richarlison was superb as well. The pair of them, Richarlison yeah. and um, uh, Wobie, were with each other. All, it was almost like they were in sync of trying to win the ball back every single time we lost it. Oh, God, it was fantastic. He was, well. exactly. Yeah. Throwing in, him into that sort of... That trio that was neither here nor there at times. I thought formation wise, the way in which we played, it was fluid and it was nice. And I'm thinking, if you watch that game and you're not an Everton fan and you've not seen these two teams, which one of those two would you say are the ones who are in real trouble this season? And I know we're closer to we're only a couple of points behind yeah. Leeds with games in hand and all that sort of thing. But that was so much needed, and it's the type of game matters as Blues in the past where you're like. How many times I said to the guy alongside me, you know, how many times every time it comes to renewing your ticket, which we're getting up to that time of year now, <laughs> and you get that 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 paper or that email sent to you, and you have that look at yourself. It's almost like you stare yourself in the mirror and think, "Do we go one more time? <laughs> do we do that again? Do I put one, my hard? Do I put one more year? Do I yeah? Year. Do I put my hard earned cash into this? It's a little bit different these days because obviously I think a lot of people are hanging on for what we're going to get." In uh, Bromley Moor, hopefully we're successfully going there as a Premier League side. Mm-hmm. Today was a big step towards getting us and making yeah. sure that we're certainly there for at least the next season. Um, and that's the game that keeps you going back. There are games that happen, there are moments that happen every single season where you're like, "That's what keeps that's what keeps them coming back." That's what it's like. A, it's like a, talking to a salesman, <laughs> and when you knock at your door and you say, "What have you got, mate?" and they'll start talking to you, and you're like, "Shut the door, slam the door, don't want any of that." 
don't want any of that at all. But I have got this. And that's what Everton have got. That's the way they seem to do things. They'll hand that thing to you and say, do you know what's worth that? I'm going to go back for a little bit more. And that was tonight's game. That was tonight's day where you thought, I'm going to invest in these. It's the hook, isn't it? That's the, it's the, that's it's it's the, the hook. hook. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's, I think you're right about the atmosphere and you know, I just want to touch upon that briefly. And it, you know, it's it's the organisation, I think, of it this week. You know, seeing Superb. various yep. various groups get behind it. The club. 27 campaign, yeah. everything to do the, with that. The, all the clubs that we support, or, well, everyone we support, yeah. all the clubs, clubs we've had on as well, Matt. But it's like, it's even stuff like those, there's obviously pieces in the Echo in the week as well, you know, the fans forum and interacting. And it felt like a coordinated thing to do. And, and listen, you know, the circumstances of the game and the fact that it was Lampard's first Premier League home game and you know, the position of the team at the moment... You know, it's not always going to be like that, is it? But there's no reason why it can't be 70, 80% of that most times with the right organisation right. and the right sort of... The banner that come down as well, even though it was in, directly in front of me, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was. It, it looked fantastic. But I think, I think you're right. I think there were a couple of times where you looked at Leeds trying to play out and you thought, oh, they flapped it there. You know, and, 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 and when, when they start doing that and when every pass you seem to play goes out of play or is miscontrolled and the home... Crowded on it and jeering, yeah, and getting stuck on. So it happened to us on Tuesday yeah. against Newcastle. You know, we saw that the power of of St James's Park, right. and and today Leeds felt that the power of Goodison. And you, just on the performance, you, you know, you mentioned free plays there. You go through so many, but I'm I'm honestly struggling to remember a time where we were that much better than an opponent in in a mm. Premier League game. It's because it, even if you go back to the start of the season where they were beating teams like. Uh, Southampton on the the opening day. You had Burnley came to Goodison. You had I think we had Norwich as well, who we beat. And those games were all sort of quite even. You know they were quite bitty, and we got we got chances at times and, and we scored. But I, I think every single department today, in regards to quality on the ball, in regards to defensive play, in regards to aggression, in regards to work rate, you know every single thing. You, you do a checklist of what you mm. want to see from your football team, and you say who who, who won in that 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 area yeah, today? It yeah. was Everton. Everton were just miles, miles better than Leeds today. And listen, they had a couple of mo- well, they had a couple of moments through Rodrigo in the first half, didn't they? Which you know could have got them back into the game. But it wasn't like we were under pressure and they were peeling us back and they were probing and they were probing and you know they were trying to they were get through. And you thought, oh no, there's, there's a goal coming here. Throughout the game, Everton managed it really, really well. And I think the first half performance was very different to the second half performance. And it was good the substitutes came on and chipped in it and helped out, but. Those first 20 minutes, mate, just a whirlwind, weren't they? And <laughs> I think it was telling that I think Anthony Gordon, after 15 minutes, was on his haunches, you know, taking big, deep breaths because yeah. they were all working that hard. And it was almost like Lampard said, go and empty the tank in those first 15 minutes and just gave them license to say, yeah. just run and tackle and do everything as hard as you can and try and get that goal to get in front. And then when you do... We'll cling on to it then, and the fans will see us home. And it felt like it felt like that was the blueprint because I don't know about you, but after after twenty five minutes or whatever it was, we were two 0 I was still thinking, oh, there's a few there's a few tired legs on that pitch there because they just they rode that weight and the the atmosphere in the first twenty minutes. You, you simply have to look at who the team it was against, who are renowned for fitness, the renowned for pace, the renowned for giving one hundred ten percent. The players not stopping. We beat Leeds on that. And there will be many teams this season that beat Leeds in that particular uh, facet of what they do as as a club. Um, and right from the minute, go. Um, often when you've called for the fans to do what we need to do in order to, to get our team over the line, 
you'll see it for the first 10 or 15, like you mm. said, and then that's it. It'll sort of disappear slightly, almost akin to what I think many people think there's an atmosphere at Anfield. For the first five minutes, there's a big atmosphere at Anfield. I'll give them that. But after that, there's nothing mm. until the final 90 at Anfield, and that's when... I think that's obviously when everyone takes the photos, everyone gets that they nice picture. Win an now, so. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But what I'm what I'm saying in, in terms of atmosphere that was such a big part of today and a big subject for everybody going into this week. Um, you know, if if every Everton fan was a player, they'd get a ten out of ten today. Um and thankfully and similarly we can say that the players, all of them, I, I, I can't I can't think of anyone that had a bad performance. No. There were some who had better than others, of course, that's the way football works, but Every single one of them, like you said, that I think that's a perfect expression to what you've just said there about them. Empty the tank of what you've got. And in some of them, you could tell there was anger. In some of them, there was, I need to prove myself here. Probably to the point, John Joe Kenny and Alex Wobie having to perform themselves. Almost like, if, if, you'd, if you'd known it, you'd think, someone just said to them, listen, you're performing here or you're gone. It was that type of performance for yeah. a few players, Matt, I felt. And I, I do want to single out Awobi um, because he, he gave everything. And that hasn't always been the case, as we know. We know he's got certain qualities. We, and I don't think... Look, he gets ripped apart by not just Everton. He'll get ripped apart by Arsenal fans. He'll get ripped apart by everybody who's watched them play. Um, today, he gave both quality at times, but also effort. I don't know if you've seen right towards the end, I think a couple of minutes left... He ended up in my yeah. corner. He's yeah. playing. He's playing at right back up your end, and he ended up back next to John Joe Kenny, yeah. fighting to get the ball back. That's and and again goes back to that. The magic formula isn't so magic. Yeah. It's simple. It's not as complicated as what people think. And Frank Lampard there today, um, and I know I've been excited. I probably got a little too excited about having him as the manager because of what he was like as a professional player. When in in real life, we don't know how good of a manager he is or is going to be. We've seen things. Um, how he sorted that out, I think Paul Clement was probably a big part of this defensively as well. I don't know if you know somebody who's getting down on his, who's getting down on his knees when they had corners. So it looked to me like he's he's looking at what he's asked of that those yeah. defenders. And the first thing I said was today, you know, uh, Michael Keane should have a sore head because they had Dan James playing centre-forward <laughs> for them. Anything that goes up in the air shouldn't be anywhere near him. And it wasn't, to his credit. Holgate, much better too. I'll be honest, when I saw the lineup, I thought, what on earth are we doing here? What is going on? Why is Wobie in there? Said to a couple of friends walking in there, I was like shaking my head at this. But... Again, to applaud Lampard to get a tick out of those guys who we've, ever since they've been here, doubted. Yeah. Is a big plus for him as the manager as well. Well, it felt like, you know, I said there about in terms of them emptying the tank and, and going and, and making, you know, exposing, you know, expending so much physical energy in those first 25, 30 minutes. Mm. I think, you know, where we be in particular is, you know, sometimes when you've got a manager who's a bit more cautious and you've got, a crowd that wants to see from for football at home, you can almost see like the the cogs turning in the players' brain, can't you? In regards to should you know if it gets played out to the fullback and Goodison's edging you on, they're thinking should I go? Or sh- yeah, sh- should I that, should yeah. I go or should I keep the shape? Because you know, in one sense, you've got a, a, a fan base and a, a crowd that wants to see the players go on the front foot and close people down, and on the other side, you've got a manager who's probably saying, "No, keep your shape, be a bit more cautious." But and I think I think it would be probably. <laughs> 
you, you can see those gears in his head turn more than anyone. Sometimes, like, the ball goes out and you can almost see him stop and think, like, yeah. should I go or should I what stay? What say to me in training? Yeah. Yeah, and whereas, whereas today it was like, as soon as it was out there, it was like, gone. And it was the same with Anthony Gordon and it was the same with Alan, who I thought was, first off in particular, I thought he was, he was absolutely outstanding. But just, just looking back at, at the game, uh, Dave, obviously we, we get the goal early on. It's, it's a brilliant pass from Anthony Gordon to put in Van der Beek and then he puts a great ball across. Good defending by the lead uh, centre-back and Coleman obviously gets on the end of it. And then it, I sort of feel like three, well, two really important things happen in between the first goal and the second goal. One is that shot, that unbelievable volley effort from Rodrigo crashes off the bar, thankfully yeah. it doesn't go in. He nearly outdoes that later on as well, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I know, I know. I mean, the second, I mean that one, that one hit the underside of the bar. I don't know how that didn't go in, but yeah. he, he was arsed, but now, But sort of going back to what I was saying about the players being given licence to press, the second goal comes from Richarlison chasing down a lost cause. It would have been right in front of, of your end. Um, and that's 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 something that doesn't happen a couple of weeks ago because he's probably told to keep his shape and be a little bit more reserved. We saw it last week with Anthony Gordon against Brentford, going and winning the ball back, getting a corner out of nothing and we're scoring from it. And exactly the same thing happened today. And it's, it's you know, at the time, you know, you, you look at it and think it could be a little inconsequential moment. It might not mean that much, but but that's why you do those things. And and the more that those things happen, and the more those things lead to big moments, then the more the players are going to want to do it as well. Well, the law of average when you do that, Matt, is something will happen if you keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that Lampard, Paul Clements, everyone else, Big Dunk, will have been banging into them at training is just keep fucking going, will you, lads? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't stop. Don't put your head down when... You've tried to win a ball and it's bounced off you and gone out for day throwing, all that stuff. Just the odds just don't work like that in life and in football, where something will come your way and make sure you're there to grab it. And today they were, today all of them fought up front. And, you know, I think if you had Frank Lampard sat in front of us now, you could explain to him what you felt as a fan today and he'd say, Exactly, that's what I wanted to see from each of these players. Mm. When's the last time we've been able to say that? At some point under Ancelotti last season, maybe. But now there's a there's a blueprint there, and we've got some difficult fixtures coming up. Going to Southampton yeah. is going to be difficult to do the exact same thing in in terms of having Goodison there. But that to me was a I don't know a reinvention of what Goodison should be and what the players should do yeah. today, and and that's what. I'm not going to say excites me. We've still got to get out of a load of crap. Um, that's a huge three points. I think Brentford personally going to get dragged into it. If you look at the table, I think they played a lot. The 24 games they played, be 25 games tomorrow. We'll have three games in hand over them. Um, and Leeds are smacked into it now as well. We brought them into it. You know, I'm I'm now starting to think. Okay, let's deal each of these games like we have today. And this yeah. this felt more cup-like than the Brentford one, in my opinion, <laughs> Matt. That, when I'm watching them do every sort of traditional thing you want to see at Goodison, it's almost like somebody said to Frank Lampard, and I'd love it if someone asked him, hey, last week after that that crapper in Newcastle, did someone give you a, um, a, a video to look at what Goodison's been like in the good days, in the good times, in the Moyes days? How and to get the best out of Goodison one-on-one. Exa- one, exactly, yeah. yeah. And, and that felt like... What he did to a T. His substitutions were perfectly fine. Um, <clears throat> it was interesting to see how that midfield lined up. I think everybody was looking at that given how bad Alan was at Newcastle. He stunk the place out. Today, he was much better. He didn't look like the same player today. 
I thought there was a discipline in where he decided to be when he needed to be in certain positions. And again, Bielsa will be having kittens right now, by the way, yeah. on, on the park end in their dressing room. He'll be absolutely seething the way in which they've been beaten because we've outdone what he does today. No one, Not many do that. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying, you know, Man City and all that. that the obvious do it. Yeah. But sides who are as weak and as poor as we've been, to do that today took a, a lot, a hell of an effort. Well, they, Everton legged them off the pitch, didn't they, essentially? Well, what I want to, what, what I want to ask you, yeah, they did, they did. Yeah. It's the type of thing where you see a scrap at school and the kid who loses just walks off. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me in the last 20, say, uh, particularly when he made it three. And that must, um, that must, sorry to interrupt, yeah. that, must be, that must be horrible when a team is beating you at your things. Like, hang on, we're, we're meant to be good at this. No, yeah. not, not, you know, and if you take away that from them, if you can match them f- for effort and, and, and work rate and all that, and that's, that's their route to getting results, then all of a sudden it's like, well, what, 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 do, do, what do we do now, lads? There were a lot of faces like that yeah. that looked down there, and Bielsa, I'm not going to say Bielsa because I think he's a wonderful, wonderful manager, and he's, he's done so much good in football. You think of the, the, the managers these days, Pep, for instance, you look at the, the, the career he's had, he was lost for an answer because I think that's going one side for one second. But that, that's Leeds' issue in terms of succeeding is the players they've got are decent at what he wants them to do, but the quality that they have yeah. aren't quite there. Like Rafinha, you can see why he sticks out like a sort of because he's the best player because technically he's awesome when he's on the ball, but there aren't many others in that. And I looked at Ailing um, second half, Matt, and you could just see with his body language and how he was talking to people around him, he looked lost for answers. He's looking around, he's the captain, he's looking around, and nobody could find an answer. So much so, when they had it, he was just putting it down the line, he was just trying to get the ball upfield, going through the motions that we've seen so often this season, of, look, I just want I just want to get back to coaching and go home, mate, this is just not ours today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again... Doing that to be a Bielsa side because what did I say the other day when we were previewing this match in, in the pod that this is one of the worst opponents I felt we could have had today simply given how fit, how quick they are, all the Bielsa stuff that's now legend and whatever he's managed. I was really shitting it looking at today, and we like you say you go back to it. Yeah, we we beat them. What they're good at? What did they do then? Can they do what Everton are good at? No, because we haven't been good at any <laughs> for the start. But I did want to point out this midfield. Um, and Van der Beek come in for his first start. And I thought he was brilliant. I know you said he, he slightly he looked like yeah. to tie things out in the second half. Which, which is, is totally natural. It is if you're doing what you're trying, yeah. what you're trying to beat Leeds at. Yeah. Do you know, like we've just said this. Not, you know, it's not as if he was... Not playing frequently at United. He wasn't playing. No, you know, he's, he's, you know, when was the, he probably would have to go back to his time at Ajax before when he when he played ninety minutes previously yeah. and today. I was thinking that you know did they mistaken Davy Classen for him when we signed him a few years back because <laughs> this lad has got so much quality on the ball when he gets played into him, he, he does that thing the top class midfielders do in in terms of shielding the ball when it's already he's already got the right body shape when he receives the ball he turns looks for another pass I thought he was brilliant today That that's one of the best debuts I've seen at Goodison in a long time um, and it was a, a lot of faith that Lampard put into him there because obviously he's been here what just over a week well I, I mean, don't forget and like as well. you say he hasn't played he's yeah. I think 8 games this season for United all off the bench yeah and don't, don't forget when we did our preview of this in the week we sort of said what well, a midfield free of Ali van der Beek, Alan be a little bit lightweight, and you know it was even more lightweight because it was just two of them in there today against Leeds is free, and yet it, it's just 
you can you can see he, you know, he's trying to get forward, Matt. He just he just drips in Ajax, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, oh, you know yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All, 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 all the things that you you associated with that football club in regards to being intelligent on the ball, technically good, working hard. You know, it's it's all loves a scrap. You can yeah, tell he loves a scrap. And, and that that's something I, I you know didn't necessarily know he had. He, he was putting himself in there, putting his head in there, like you know, got a nosebleed at one point. Well, I think he got a, a bit of bit of a whack in the face, but he just he just always seems to pick the right option. You know, there was a couple of times in the first half where I think he had a few players around him and you conditioned as an Everton fan to thinking the midfielder is going to just try and knock it off yeah. one of these players here and get a throw in or, or get something for us and we'll reset. And he just sort of took his time, like he said, had a little look and then played a pass between a couple of players into someone in, in midfield. And it's, and it's not, he's not flashy or like really skillful, is he? He's just, you can just sort of see that he sort of weighs up the the right possibility very very quickly and and makes it and I, I think there was a, a sort of a natural chemistry there between him and Alan today. You know, there were times where Alan went hunting for the ball as we spoke about in the yeah. week, and he, you know Van der Beek was quite happy to just sit in and and, and you know sit in front of the back four and and, and protect and it, it was a, a really encouraging debut and you know it's just. <laughs> You want to see him probably get forward a little bit more as well on the edge of the box, you know. Although he gets into the box for, for that first goal, steady but... on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, don't want to be too lopsided. Yeah, yeah. Well, but... well, like we said, we, we spoke so heavily about this midfield about Alan because that that performance, the, the, the few things that happened at Newcastle, that I thought was an absolute disgrace, um, in, in a lot of our players sort of not wearing that shirt with any sort of pride. Mm. Um, to change that war four days later, five days later, um, is a lot in. Lampard's favour and how good he's done. Um, you'd like to think there's a touch of Duncan here. Look, these are all the things that the, yeah. the, the romance side of stuff everyone will want to talk about with this sort of stuff. But with Van der Beek, um, yeah, he, he kept things simple. And I think that way to use a calculator, that's what I looked at when he had the ball. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about before, like about certain players when you get the ball, you can see them thinking, you can see a Wobie thinking. Yeah. But the thing what he probably lacks is doing it quicker, yeah. getting it. Out to his feet as quick as possible. Same sort of thing, dare I say, at Barkley used to be like um, when when yeah, yeah. he started being the player that we didn't want at the end. Um, Van der Beek, though, seems to know this when he receives the ball. It's so Ajax, like you say. And, yeah, I mean, you think, look, you've got something that looks quite exciting, to be fair, and I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. We've only earned three points against a team that was a, a place above us in the league. Look, that's Southampton game, and then we've got City at home, which is anything really um, on their half. Probably <laughs> we have to say, but with with, with Van der Beek, you've got the core to come back in there. I pound to a penny. I'm I'm almost certain if he was asked about it, Lampard would tell you that what was focused in training was that midfield, that pivot, those two pivots we needed, and Alan. For God's sake, just stay in position, yeah. mate. And there were only a couple of times I noticed it because I, I do watch that lad heavily. I'm not too sure why, but um, when he, he did charge forward or he trying to get involved on the edge edge of their box, that's fine as, some, as long as someone else is there. Yeah. yeah. And at times Van der Beek was, and that'll be the same thing when the Corey gets back, possibly next week. Um, and what he was doing was, I'd love to think Van der Beek saying. Look, if you're going, tell me I'm staying. Because he yeah. can be an attacking midfield threat. So, you know, when we're in possession, that's something I hope that they've already got figured out. And look, that's an, a brilliant start today against a midfield that is very combative. They're very fast. They love getting the ball out wide. Rafinha was non-existent today. If you didn't know he was there, if you didn't know what he looked like, you'd think he didn't play. Yeah. 
And again, moving over to somebody well, don't else. Don't use injured at half time. No, or well, you, I don't know if he was injured at half time. We just got dragged out. No, they made subs like that. Three subs yeah. half time, was it? No, they made one in the first half. One injured, and then two Dallas and got half. injured, didn't they? And yeah, that's Rafinha, right. Yeah, and um, I can't remember the one yeah. who was who came off, but yeah, Kenny, Kenny dealt with him pretty well, didn't he? Yeah. He did. I had no fault with him today at all. Uh, it was quite. Does that, the, does that fit in the first half in front of their <laughs> fans where he brought a long ball down, lifted it over someone's head, and then played like an outside of the foot cross that was just that, like a, a, yeah. just a little bit over Carvalho Lewin's head? Well, that's where the goal come from after that. We immediately <laughs> win it back, yeah. like you say, with the Charles and stuff, and then and then Coleman, typical like Coleman goal that is yeah. it just throws his, his life at it <laughs> nods it in it was a lovely moment at the end which I'll put onto our Twitter which you guys will see later um, he come right over to our corner I was at and where the usual um, Sky presenters are in the corner um, the 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 level below that is where they allow the players' families to sit and all that and his little kids were there and I don't know if you've seen he was doing these weird little dance moves and stuff like oh, that no. in the corner and his his kids were copying him and all that <laughs> um, I didn't film the kids of course <laughs> it was more Seamus doing that in the corner and you can tell what it means to him and you know when, when, when I've criticised him I think many fans there's a chalk and cheese thing with him people who feel like they can't criticise him because they love him so much mm. and I get that at the end of the day we're fighting to stay in the Premier League mm. So what's the most important thing is Everton winning games and him being part of that. And that was what it was today. That's what you want to see. That linked together. I thought he was fine at right back. I think one of the things I noticed you mentioned before that they want to mention about it was there was very, very, I can't even think of a time when he did it where he does the usual ball into feet with a Wobie, sprint past them. There was none of that today. No. I saw him hang deep. I saw him stay there and maybe knock it into a Wobie's feet he knocks it back to, to Seamus and then goes himself. Mm. And you're like, well, that's all right. Because if we lose the ball then, Coleman's still there. Yeah. Similar to what we were saying about that pivot between uh, Alan and DeBake, you know, if, if Donny Van DeBake. But there was stuff, there were ideas, there were things that were working that we have not seen yet. Look, it's just a shame, isn't it, that this isn't the opening game of the season because <laughs> we'd, be, we'd be drooling whilst we're doing this. Yeah. And, and I know we're talking now in, you know, we are, we are sort of, very smitten about this, aren't we? About this Everton side today, bigger and you know equally difficult uh, tasks going to come. Southampton, who've been brilliant away from home, going to their place is going to be you know a different, a really different challenge with some of the players they've got. Um, Centre half as well, I winced when I saw it. I have to say, mm. Holgate, Keane, oh dear, and. Didn't see much wrong with them. Holgate makes a brilliant tackle in the first yeah, half does, on uh, Daniel James. Yeah. There was one, but yeah, and and he needs to be applauded for that because he gets a lot of stick from yeah. all of us. Absolutely, and he was he was good today. And I can tell Paul Clement was screaming at him when he come onto the line next to Lampard, and then Lampard to go and sit in. I I hope to think because I think he's a brilliant coach as a manager. Obviously, he's, he's a lot to be desired, hasn't he? In what he's done as a manager, but he he gets that element of the game tactically. Um, and one of the things I've got to say, Matt, I know we're going to finish in a sec, but um, Leeds keeper, keeper Melier, yeah. did you see that save? That's one of the best saves oh, I've unbelievable, seen. Unbelievable, yeah. It remind, do you know what it reminded Point me? blank. Do don't say, don't say do the... No, no, it reminded oh, oh, me. It was like Oh that, my God, I was going to say that. No, <laughs> but re- that's what it, they, they buzz off that, don't they? But that, that to me Are was you talking like about that. the one from Rondon? The volley? Yeah. So it, it that reminded me, I don't know if you remember this, but it always sticks in my head, it wasn't the best save I've ever seen at Goodison. When Chelsea beat us six three, and Courtois made an like yeah, incredible save from yeah. Morales, it was like yeah. it was again it was very similar back post. 
I think it was a header from Morales' time, but he flicked it onto Pure the ball. Pure natural instinct, isn't oh, it? Oh, it was, it was un- and, I mean, that it brings us actually quite nicely onto the person I wanted to, to sort of finish off by speaking about it. Not wrong, done. <laughs> That's the first, the first sprint he did when he came on. You look like a different fan. Well, <laughs> like he needs to come back off after it as well. Though. But uh, Ali as Bless well. Um, obviously, he's already got a, a song, which I'm still trying to get the words off. But, Deli uh, Ali. Yeah, yeah, I want to be like Deli Ali. Um, but yeah, it felt like he just grew into it when he when he came on. You know, his first two touches were a little bit loose. Um, but as he sort of found his role and started to to understand the game and get used to the tempo of the game. I've also showed a, a couple of really nice flashes. Yeah, he's this this lad's got endless talent. You, we've seen this all before when he first came from MK Dons to Spurs. Um, he, he was fantastic, wasn't he? And every time I'm looking at when he gets the ball, I'm looking at someone around him who will link with him. When you when that happens, you'll get the best out of him. You'll see him score goals and you'll see him give assists. I don't have any doubt of that in my mind. Um, I mentioned to you literally as you entered my car just before, I said. You can see why he's received that criticism and it'd be interested to hear Spurs fans' view on this. The, and I hate this term because it's you know it, it has all sorts of connotations, doesn't it? But people who say, oh, he's so lazy, he's so lazy. Language was the word you yeah. used, Matt. That's exactly it when I see him. It's not like I'm, what, I'm looking at a lad who just can't be arsed. People will think that when we lose games, people will think that when he's missed chances or when he's not supporting Richarlison, he's not supporting Calvert-Lewin. Um, he's not that. He's just such a gifted footballer that you you have to allow him space to express himself. I think the other side is what he still needs to learn, even though, he, I mean, he's 25, but he should still, but he should know by now, but there are things that he needs to learn. That he's got the best manager that you could possibly find um, who, could, who could tell him how to do these things where his involvement in a game, there needs to be something more that he brings to it. Yeah. And what we did see, to his complete credit, was he joined in chasing back. Yeah, he yeah. joined in. It was, it felt like, it, it, from a, a Wobie, particularly, he's looked at him and think, I'm doing that. And yeah. it was infectious. And that, to me, is, it's something we desperately needed, is these lads, you know, someone's doing well, why don't we follow him? Let's all follow him. It's not difficult. I think that's probably the the title of this podcast, Matt, <laughs> is that like, you know, it, it's pretty simple in the at the end of it all, really, isn't it? We can all sit here talking about pivots and how players work, substitutes, tactics, you know, three central defenders. Tonight, you know, you've gone you've gone to beat the side that's probably the, has the most energy in the Premier League at a club where we've hammered them for how lazy some of them have looked, for how not arsed some of them have looked. That's a big, big moment for us tonight. Yes, it may only be three points, but there's a blueprint there for Frank Lampard to say to these lads, do that again, yeah. do that again. It's can't say only three points when we've taken, what was it, six from 45 before today? You know, it's a, a win and the nature of the win. It wasn't scrappy, it wasn't... It wasn't a you know a scrambled goal after being under pressure for for the entire game. It was it was a comprehensive display, and, and I think that kind of win makes it makes it a huge three points for me. Well, talk about getting carried away. I mean, a lot of the fans at your end of the Gladys Street were singing about Lampard winning the FA Cup. <laughs> um, let, let, let's let's calm down a little bit on that. But yeah, it's so nice on a Saturday. It's nice that it's a Saturday three o'clock yeah. as well, which is not always the case, isn't it? And you can go home happy. Having that lovely warm feeling inside your body that Everton have done something decent for once, 
And look, it needs to continue. It has to continue. We have to get the points on the board. Um, you know, no doubt there'll be a lot of fans who think, yeah, look, we'll easily stay up. I'm looking at possibly still getting into Europe and all that. <laughs> just calm down. You go and do it away at Southampton. I might just about have a, have, a, have, a, have a whiskey and get on the board with you. Because we've got Man City at home, haven't we? Uh, yeah. At the end of the month and then uh, Boreham Wood. yeah. So, um, yeah, look... I have no qualms whatsoever with Everton staying in the FA Cup as long as possible, but as long as Everton staying in the Premier League, that's the most important thing. So these three points are far more important than anything we've seen so far, including that 4-1 win against Brentford. Important thing as well, we've done it against a much better side than what we've played so far. Yeah, a big step for everyone today for the football club and very nice to see a manager come over and actually give it some to the fans at the end as well in Lampard. You know, it's been a, been a while since we've seen that at Goodison Park because, of course... Benitez was very hesitant about doing Benitez that. Benitez only running to the away end, <laughs> to the coach in the park end. But um, he was absolutely loving it, Lampard, at the end. So that was great to see. Yeah, lovely to do a positive post-match reaction. It's been a long time, but cheers to Dave. And cheers to, for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed that little segment at the start from inside Goldison Park. Let us know if you liked it or not. You want me to carry on doing it, I will do. Um, we'll be back in the week, of course, building up to that game against Southampton. Where hopefully we make it back to back wins, and we'll be we'll be doing some sort of spacious thing as well. We know how much Rob Vera loves hosting that, yeah. So there's always going to be one of them at some point. Love everyone getting involved on it as well because that's exactly what he wants. And for the Patreon side of things as well, we're looking at that sort of thing to go forward with. So uh, yeah, thanks as always for everyone's support. Yeah, enjoy your Saturday night toffees, and we'll speak to you again soon. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Sports Social Podcast Network.